Hello, I'm Christina Glickman and welcome to Extra Life and Style Unscripted, the podcast. This show and my energy are like Oprah's Super Soul Sunday meets Gucci Love Parade. If you love that, I think you'll love this show. We'll talk about entrepreneurship, fashion, edgy motherhood, aging, everything in between to shift your energy into greater possibility for a life unscripted. Because after all, I built this show for you, for us. Let's go. This is a Soulfire production. In this episode, I share a deeply personal story. It's pretty scary, to be honest, but it's got a good outcome and will give you a great sense of me and that I have always operated from my gut. My hope is that you will reflect on your past or present and how you operate with no right or wrong to be had, just reflection, and if you're wanting to change or revise, the operating manual that you subscribe to. Grab your popcorn. This one is a doozy. And don't forget, the Extra Love Army doors are open for any new members. You can always go to my Instagram at Christina Glickman to join us and find out more about what we do in this incredibly special community or send me a DM. If you know me, I'll always respond. And it would mean so much to me in this show if you would subscribe, leave a review for the podcast. It's how we reach more amazing people like you. So let's get into it. Hello, my loves. This is a crazy one. And to be honest, I'm not sure this story falls under fashion, edgy motherhood, entrepreneurship, or aging. I think it just kind of falls into this category about the strength of your gut and instinct and possibly explains how I show up in the world even today as we're getting to know each other through this podcast. I think it's going to probably give you a little bit of insight into how I operate from such a complete source of gut. (laughs) And maybe it will cause you to take a lens on your younger years and see if how you show up today is impacted by that or changed or not. So this may be more of a story episode here, but Hell's Bells, you know me, and it just came to me that I should share it, and I think it's where a lot of my confidence in knowing who I am started. And I'm always going to encourage us to press pause and figure out our own operating manual, because it fascinates me. I've always had this sense of calm in the midst of chaos and tornado, I seem to sort of dial it down when others hype up. Some of you may feel this way, or maybe you have the opposite. And I have this innate ability to laser in on a situation and focus on the next step. Now, to be clear, I didn't say it was the right next step. I just always seem to move wherever it takes me. And trust me, I have moved in many directions that were definitely not the right step but I seem to just move. So in fact, you know, Adam laughs when an elevator door opens somewhere I've never been, I dart out and I start heading in a a direction and he'll always say, where are you going? I always laugh, I don't really know. I'm usually going the wrong way, by the way. I'm directionally challenged, but I just tend to go. So I can think of no better story than this one that I believe was the beginning of me showing up with an out of body sense of direction maybe, Fearlessness coupled with, quite frankly, stupidity. So enough of the long road to get to this juicy middle, but here we go. I'm all of 16, a sophomore in high school, long hair down my back like my daughter Racer, uncomfortable in my own skin, awkwardly trying to figure it all out. 
I wear a huge, massive night guard to bed. It's some sort of death contraption to aid in my teenage teeth. My bedroom's covered in mixtapes and posters and pom-poms. But I'm happy. It's Friday night. I know I can sleep in on a lazy Saturday morning. So let me set the stage here. I'm at home in a nice suburban Arlington Heights neighborhood. It's as cookie cutter as it gets. And when I say that, I mean that in a nice way. I'm lucky enough that I don't have a big story about my childhood. It was great. It was good. I live there with my mom and dad and my brother, who's almost two years older than me. And this weekend in particular that I'm going to talk to you about, I was home alone with my mom. My brother was staying at a friend's house. My dad was in Las Vegas with some friends. And that sounds really racy. My sweet dad was like Santa Claus, you know, drank an occasional pina colada, but loved playing cards with his friends. So anyways, he was out of town. And I recall that night very simply. I went to bed, I don't know, 11.30, 11.45 after listening to my Yellow Walkman, which I remember it being in hand. And I think I was playing Def Leppard's Pour Some Sugar on Me. And the next thing I recall is sort of darting up out of my bed and hearing my mom yelling in her bedroom. And so my bedroom was at the end of a very long hallway. I hear her screaming oh my God, he's in the house. I know, just like a movie, but it's all true. So I run down the hall. My mom shoves me in the bedroom, shuts the door, puts a chair to block the entry, and hands me the phone. It's the police saying, they're on their way. Stay on the phone with them. Just stay with us. I look over. I see my poor mom frantically looking out her bedroom window, And in a moment of crazy calm, I stand up, I drop the phone and my night guard out of my mouth, I move the chair, I open the door, and I head to the top of our very long carpeted staircase. I stand at the top, and I remember being sort of at the very edge of that top stair, and my mom screaming behind me my name, just screaming, Christina, get in here. And I look down at the third stair, I think, from the bottom, and there is a 6'2 man in a classic suit with an axe in his hand, kind of just letting it hang there, and he's walking up the stairs. He stops when he sees me. We make eye contact, and I say, hi, what's your name? Can I help you? Our sweet Cocker Spaniel Tippy runs down the stairs and This scary stranger starts petting him, and he's wagging his tail and all the things. He looks up at me again and says nothing, but we're making piercing eye contact. So I say, could you please leave? He turns around and walks out. True story, you guys. Every piece of it. So the police arrive. My poor mother is in the bathroom getting sick as she's the only one that really lived through this nightmare. I kind of just woke up and it happened. And so they start combing the streets. They find him rather quickly. And I'm now standing in the doorway of our house. And on the driveway, they put a flashlight to this stranger's face and ask me, is this him? I say yes. And now I'm confident I will be, you know, a target forever for this man because... I've seen way too many movies. (laughs) So now the police come inside. They call my sweet dad at 5 a.m. in Las Vegas, and he's just destroyed he wasn't home. And then police start asking all kinds of questions to figure out who this man was, asking my mom, is she having an affair? And I remember her saying, 
is this what I would be wearing if I was having an affair? As you know, she stood in her ratty old favorite robe. You know, comic relief always helps. Now we start hearing what my mom had to live through, which was this man axing his way into the back door of our house and my poor mother kind of running around the house, looking outside, following him with her eyes. So I'm sure you're thinking, what the F? None of this makes any sense. Well, it didn't. And I'm going to spare you the figuring out, but I'm going to cut to what the story was here, which was, sadly, this man was completely on drugs and thought he was at his girlfriend's house who had just broken up with him. He was coming to find her. And it wasn't until he saw my face that he realized I wasn't her and that he was in the wrong house. The house, which was across the street from us, is where he thought he was. So he did what I asked, which was turned around and left. So why did I share this epically scary story with you? Not because I'm a hero and so brave, but because I want you to think about how you're wired, right? And there's no good and bad to this question, but how do you operate? Do you tend to stop and pause and reflect and think? Do you tend to run blindly into the light or maybe somewhere in between? And just because you are one way doesn't always mean you have to stay that way, right? And if you gave me a hypothetical about this situation, to be clear, I would have said I was the first person to hide under the bed and not come out. You know, I share this story because it's our instincts and our gut that seem to kick into overdrive and we go. And now you do not need a cuckoo town story like this to understand your gut operating mode. And I hope you never have one, but you probably can think about situations that were wildly uncomfortable out of your, you know, sense of self, all the things and your gut probably guided you somewhere. And that's an owner's manual that I'm super interested in understanding how we leverage, how we use that strength. And again, there's not a right or a wrong way to this. I just thought it's interesting to use this story to wrap this idea around how we roll. And it's almost like I want to create what's my user manual here. And so I would ask you, what's your user manual? How do you show up in the world every day? And do you use all the things that you have inside of you to help your gut be heard? Because I will always say that your gut is right. Your instinct is right. I didn't say it wouldn't get you into trouble. But the hope is that you can take a moment after this episode and reflect on how do you operate? What does your owner's manual look like? And what are you interested in changing or keeping so that we can all move forward in a way that feels right to us and to no one else. Because here's the real thing. If my gut didn't thrust me to the top of those stairs, I'm not sure what would have happened. I literally woke up this man to recognize I was not the person he was looking for. My mind would always play this trick on me had it been dark and he made it to the top of the stairs and I was still in my bedroom. Well, who knows what would have happened? So the life lesson here in a very dramatic story setting, listen to your gut. That night, I didn't have any other voices speaking to me, not my mom's, not the police on the phone, only me. 
What if we always listened to that intently to ourselves, even in the midst of other screaming voices? My hope is that I will always listen to myself with the loudest voice. Now, that's not always easy. I think it takes a lot of practice. Do you even know how to listen to yourself as a start? I know I've had to work on that because feeling overwhelmed with intense emotions doesn't always allow us to really hear our gut. So how do you tune into your own wisdom? Because I can tell you with full heart that it exists. First step for me is always get quiet. Clear space to actually want to receive messages so I even know what I'm asking for and to realize that I'm still on track even when something doesn't go my way. And it can be really hard if when we get quiet, only making space for negative self-talk. And I know that's really difficult to overcome. My hope for you as you leave today's super odd episode is that you be kind to yourself and practice meaningful mindfulness. And, you know, I'm not somebody that actually, I I don't really meditate. I don't really know if I know what that means, but I am somebody that gets quiet and clear space. Um, I'm not really good at sitting. Yoga seems to stress me out because I can't turn my brain off. So I've now just sort of rewired myself to think that, Getting quiet is, for me, how I can get in touch with myself the best. So define what it means for you, um, and it doesn't have to be some big practice. And and getting quiet anywhere. For me, it's in the car in my garage for five minutes before I go inside to, you know, the chaos. And you're so worth it to honor that relationship to your own voice. You really are. And once we start listening to it, wow, we're flooded with creativity and innovation and all kinds of things that we didn't even know existed. So off we go. I love you all for sticking by me in this crazy story that ultimately shed so much light on operating from our gut and trusting our intuition. And when we do that, well, we just know. Thank you so much for being here. Don't forget to subscribe and we'll see you next week. 